Hello everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. I am joined this evening uh, pre-gig. We're actually just setting up here, so we're all set up, we're sound checked. We're sitting with a lovely cup of tea and I've just been joined here by uh, Tom the Barrel Mahoney. How are you Tom? How are you getting on? I'm grand. How was your drive up? It was beautiful. Beautiful. Nobody got in my way. I. Uh, it's because you have, when I'm driving this neck of the woods, you have Belfast in mind. You know what I mean? So you're going, right, cup of tea, will the coffee will be gone by... Dundalk Fuck Will I pull in and get another cup of coffee But then all of a sudden You're here 15 minutes from It's the so exciting Like it actually It's like a, You know what I mean you're, you're, I have Belfast in my head Another fucking hour not On up the road But then all of a sudden You're here. here Here's one thing I asked you Because you've been in every Ditch along the road Yeah yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of a bigger Accent difference Than New Eaton Dundalk On the fact it's 15 minutes it's away It's unbelievable I was actually yeah. only considering it As I was driving I said How in the fuck Is it so different The like, border exists like The border re- <laughs> The tribal fucking shit Does exist like, But it In fairness The New accent Is very soft You know what I mean it, it's, Is it Ad is Like it is I mean it's It doesn't grate on you You know what I mean it's, okay. There's some of them Fucking great Well accents There's a lot of accents Around Ireland And a lot of them Great on you But the New one I find it Oh grand That's exactly what I would that is an out of the box nice northern accent fair enough north of Ireland accent but you go a fucking couple of clicks in any direction and all of a sudden it's like oh Jesus like a really good looking woman comes down two points like I'm with that accent you know what I mean like you know it's in places places like Derry we call that the the Nadine coil effect is that it yeah when you look at her and then she opens her mouth and you go Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few, there's a few places spots around. No, it's saying that I've heard my accent. There is no fucking knickers getting dropped when they hear this. Like, you enough. know what I mean? Like, it's not a, it's it's not a knicker dissolver. No, it's not. I don't know where that, where the sexy accent in Ireland. Maybe to somewhere in fucking Mayo or something. I don't know. The it's sexy, the sexy Irish accent. I've never heard it anyway. Yeah, saying that when I when I lived in Canada, um, the first it was the first time someone had ever said to me, "Your accent's really sexy." Wow. And I I, I generally looked over my shoulder, like, and they were, I was like, "Are you are you cockeyed? Are you looking?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, must be talking to some lad behind me. <laughs> I listened. Yeah, I lived in America for a while, all right, and you got it a bit, but it was just because they're so fucking you know ingrained, like, and they hear nothing other than yeah. But it's um. Yeah, I, I on my YouTube channel years ago, I did this show for for TV three, and it was about with Irish ghost hunters, and we went down to Loftus Hall looking for fucking ghosts. <laughs> we didn't find any ghosts, funny enough, but it was a bit of crack, and the show was very well made. Was there was there a bunch of lads just drinking a carrot in one of the back rooms? <laughs> Do you know, but it was in fairness, the guy that shot it and produced it or, or um, edited it, he's fucking gifted lad. So it came out looking really snazzy, and it's a bit you didn't get picked up. It was a pilot, like, but it was, so in in that the lad who produced it, he gave me the footage. He went, "Look, there you go. Show it to your friends. Stick it on YouTube. Whatever you want. It's and it'll be." He says, "Just know that TV Three, the bastards, will roll it out because they own the rights of it, really. But they never came out. But I stuck it up on YouTube, and bizarrely, I've never checked in, and I turned off notifications. I looked at it the other day. It was like four hundred thousand views <laughs> of these people that fucking love ghosts and shit, right?" And they're having these rows underneath it in the comment section. And all of my fucking thing just filled up with quite literally hundreds of people just commenting and this, that and the other. And the one that stuck out to me, the guy that owns it, his name is Aiden, owns Loftus Hall. He's a crafty bastard. He sells his whole, the devil appeared there bullshit story. Oh, yeah. But he does, he, you enter one way and he built on a fucking brand new gift shop. You exit through the gift shop and everything. Brilliant, genius. But the same bloke, if you owned a trucking company, He'd fit You know what I mean He does not strike you As a guy who owns A paranormal fucking house Gotcha But when he speaks He speaks with a thick Wexford accent Fucking queer good And all that And he's He's talking to camera About the house 
And somebody wrote underneath, oh my God, the owner's accent is so sexy. I was like, sweet Jesus, ye bastards, ye eat shite for yeah. accents. Because that, the Wexford Middle Origins, fucking choir go, like, there is nothing. I worked for a lad, the boy that owned the bar I worked in in Australia yeah. was from Wexford and he'd been in Australia since 1993 and you'd swear to God he got off the boat yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'd well believe same. it. Yeah, queer, good. Yeah, queer. Not order, yeah. Not yeah. Order. I was like, is there a D in that word? <laughs> well, I mean, they are their own. Wexford County, I mean, they tried to secede the Union back in the 1700s. So, like, they still believe they should be gone. Like, they're, yeah. they're the Texas of... Oh, yeah? Yeah, they are the Texas. They... Well, I mean, they produce all the fucking vegetables, you yeah. know? Like, just dig them out and float us out into the yeah, sea. Yeah, I'm telling you, the way, you know, you know by them, they're like, we could we could self-contain ourselves here. We've all the vegetables, you bastards. We're changing our name to the South Isle Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be handy, wouldn't it? Fuck. So, one of the things I want to talk to you about, and you've covered it on your own podcast, uh, The Box Shot, which, actually, I probably shouldn't be advertising that, because I hear you're moving that off to the Patreon. No, only the Ramble Pod is moving to the Patreon. The Bo- Ramble Pod. Box Shot with the interviews, they're going to stay uh, to the public forum. Okay, so um, check out The Box Shot, guys, if you're, if you're on. That's Tom's own podcast, which has many more listeners than this, but with a bit of luck, you never know. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's taken, it's taken 130-odd fucking episodes of that and then 70 odd episodes of the Ramble Pod as well like, I'm in episode 16 bollocks there you anyway. go there you go but it's been fun so far I got, I got my uh, my biggest ever listener amount for one podcast the other day which is great so brilliant we're, we're building we're going somewhere thankfully if it's not going backwards that's good yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, I think yeah. that's good but you've been flat out I was listening to the dates you were reeling off the other day Um, you're a busy man I'm yeah. sure you well, you ha- like you have well, to be. You have to be because yeah. this is all you do. This is what I do. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, so it's uh, it does. It sounds very, very busy, and it, I suppose it is. Like, but there's there's people putting in more legwork. I suppose see, I kind of worked in um, a bit of acting as well. So with the one man show that I did, so I, it's meant that I haven't had to go abroad. Um, other years I've had to go abroad and tour and stuff like that, and like somebody like Danny O'Brien just never stops. Yeah. Um, but he goes to every corner of the earth and I don't know how I mean he loves travelling you know what I mean he I do lo- too I use comedy as a means to travel yeah, I was you know what I mean? last year and all that stuff and those those offers that come in and stuff but it's like I can't justifiably go there like because business wise if I wrote it on a paper it's like I'm losing a fucking ton if I go out you know what I mean and and there's there's that it's not that there's a closed minded oh fuck, the, fuck them foreigners you know it's not that it's Oh, I, I had you just there's more money to stay here basically you know Vietnam what I mean? was another war there what'd you go there for what'd you go there for <laughs> dirty shower of foreigners <laughs> do you know no I here listen I but I, I also I like going on holiday to go on holiday fair enough do you know what I mean can you switch off no 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 if I'm if I'm on the holiday and I've blocked off everything I'm okay it'll take me a couple of days um, but and then I'm grand but if I know I'm gigging in the middle of all that there's no pleasure in it like okay do you know because it's like I want to get pretty drunk. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, of course, there's people banging at the door, probably. No, the ground. There's a lovely yeah, sign. Yeah, they're to go away. Yeah, oh, they saw the sign. They're back into the car again. Oh, yeah, right. They, they sit there and smoke a couple of eggs. Yeah, so what happened was I, I put up, a, I basically put up a little sign at the front cause, so to give us a bit of peace because the show is 8 o'clock doors, but the last few months people have been showing up at like 20 past 7. I'm like, I haven't plugged the amplifier in. Go away. So I've written on the thing, recording in progress. Uh, doors 8pm try the wheel the railway for a pint it's the closest pub up the road <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean like fair play to him like I, I Jesus Christ you'd be going to most places and to be like I, I remember doing a gig in Carrigaline well no I went went to do a, key, a gig in Carrigaline uh, a very well populated town just outside Cork near between Cork and Kinsale and myself and Chris Kent were doing a gig together and we waited the show was kick off at 9 uh, at half 8 sorry it was kick off and we were there till 
about 20 past nine. And there wasn't a sinner. And your man knows running it went, I'm really sorry, lads. And we said, look, you're grand. Nice fella. He'd given us a couple of gigs on other places. So we walked away. And a group of, two different groups of 25 and about 40 people. You're joking, mate. Walking down groups? the street. In groups. They'd been somewhere else drinking and decided they'd land on. And there was actually too many of them for the little spot that it was. And all of them were, look, they, they at two different stages on the footpath went, where the fuck are you going? We're coming down to sea. It's like, no, motherfuckers. It's over an hour late like you are. Shows, the doors were open. I, d- I, ne- an hour I and never half understand this, but it might be because I am an act myself. Yeah. I've never, even before I was doing comedy, before I was playing in the band, any of that stuff. If I was going to a venue that had a bar, I never saw the point you go to another bar in another bar unless, yeah. unless, look, unless you're going to go to say something I can understand them if maybe there's a support band you don't want to see or something but with comedy like it's in a theatre <laughs> or it's a comedy night well there's this was upstairs so, in the pub this was fine so you could have drank downstairs in the pub and there was a bar upstairs in the fucking room oh, too like. oh, they were just they were just langers as they'd say in Cork like you just and I, I even I said this, what part of the show did you think you were coming in at 55 minutes in like yeah and they were like all right, like so, you're not doing the gig, no? I was like, no, no. Your home. man's packed up his mic. He's yeah. fucking gone. He's in the car, gone in the other direction. And then we had to explain it all to the next gang as well. It's like he's sure a fucker. So you're blessed here to have people banging on the door. Well, look, half I'm, an hour, forty minutes I'm not before. It's just because I want to get this recorded. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's been going good. So you you did uh, you did a full panto season, didn't you? I did. Yeah, did a full panto season. Where was that? What do you call the hall you did that in? University Concert Hall. Yeah, in I'm Lim- there in next week. Are you? Yes, I'm there oh, next with Friday. Oh, Farmer Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there next Friday. We did the Millennium Forum last Friday and it was possibly one of my favourite ever gigs. Go away. It was class. About 650, I think, we had in it. That's unbelievable. And they were lovely and they're big dairy ones and they were great crack. And I got out and I slagged the fuck out of them and they took it very well. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, a nice crowd. It was bunked house and everybody was lovely after. And yeah, we had just, just a really nice night. A theatre. You get in, you've got to be dressing room, decompress, relax. Yeah. It's not... I would panic about this until it's sold out and then I'll worry less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. the MC, so it's you have to have what am I going to talk about? It's your about? show What's too, as well. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's not too bad, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad to have you back up because the last time you're here, we got a bit mad. <laughs> I, I wasn't here. Basically, I give you the backstory. I wasn't here. I don't remember what I had on. It was either away or I had a gig or it was probably on holidays. Like, I'd I like think you were out of the country. I think I'm I have probably. a funny feeling like you were out of the country. So it was either holidays or something else. Yes. You just couldn't be here. Like, yeah. So William Thompson was nice enough to MC it for me, but you was everything fine, and then you got on stage and the guest appeared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So yeah. Tom was a double act for the evening without his consent, basically. I uh, the only option I had because it was a summer was it summertime? It was around the summertime, was wasn't spring it? Spring time, I yeah. It was so like it was bright. It was bright outside, and I joked about like where the, where the stage is because it's dark there now and yeah. it's a quiet enough street. It's not like you know Temple Bar or something like. But um, I remember I was talking about like. How we're like we're you know we're in a fish tank here you know it's just thinking about and then out of nowhere I could see everybody's eyes that were looking directly at me look over my like my right shoulder I'm going all right who the fuck is this now and there's this absolute mad joke outside the window just with his face mashed up against the window looking in at me looking in at my back and the faces of all the audience yeah. and they're all going oh Jesus and because they're local people they're a bit embarrassed on his behalf yeah because I've landed up from where they think is the most southern place they've ever heard of yes. And all I could do was just start roaring laughing. Like, and this, 
lunatic just he wasn't a bad bastard he was just absolutely out of his fucking knickers drunk like he'd been clearly drinking since noon Saturday night in Yuri oh he, he he had a football jersey on somebody had been playing whether we'd say it was a Celtic jersey or a Liverpool jersey you know he had somebody's jersey on who had been playing around 2 o'clock yeah so he was on his way home he'd at least at 7 or 8 hours pints inside him like and he was langers and in fairness <laughs> the situation tried to be diffused by the lady of the house here and she went out to the door and she fairly she was being polite to him so my only option was I couldn't I tried to narrate what was going on as they were there and then I just went fuck it I sat in the front row I sat in somebody's lap and we all watched and I just started narrating with the two Tem- lads temporary answer to David Attenborough pretty much of this, the nature yeah, the this absolute fucking animal that was at the front door Class. it was one of the best things ever and it went on for like if he didn't he, he loved the attention after a while he'd come bursting in and he'd go again and he'd burst in and he'd go again and three times is the magic number that's the rule of thumb boy. fucker came back like six times no. kept on jumping back and you're like ah oh. oh, dude you've, you've absolutely wrecked it now yeah, you've you're wrecked like, it you, could, if you, had you could have up, been good but you, you had wrecked it once that would have been his add-on joke and he would have been a legend yes, this is it he business. would have been like who's the legend outside he makes show business look easy like Always these kind of amateurs more. yeah <laughs> Fairness, nobody wanted anything off that guy. It was brilliant, though. In fairness, the audience were on board because everybody was like, they were embarrassed for him. for him and for themselves. We're like, what is this fucking... They were all very nice, polite people. What is this lad doing? Yeah, what are you doing, you tit? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. It was actually... Which is why you can back. So yeah, it bad. is, absolutely. It was like... Yeah. Well, we'd done the doses before and that, that wasn't a dose. That actually turned out to be very, very fun yeah. because it was so silly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and the guy... He was grand. He was just mangled drunk. That's all. Like, well, fair, fair play for comeback up. Do you, do you find ever sometimes here that the border sometimes exists a wee bit with comics? Because well, I know you have no problem coming up down the north and stuff. Yeah. But we have lots of people that we just don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, we find it very hard to get in because Dublin's the closest town for us. Yeah, I we do. find it very hard to get into unless it's I don't know if it's a clicky area or whatever it is. But it's not really like yeah. it's. But sure, I mean everybody like it's it's now it is highly dense with it. Um, but it. it I don't know. I for me it doesn't seem to exist, and I don't understand. It's not like I'm Mister Fucking Internet, but I see everybody that is working when every time I put on my fucking phone. But for some reason, when I talk to people, you know, gigs, they're like, "How you like?" And you're doing gigs up to North of Ireland. What the fuck are you talking about? It's close from Cork. Yeah. What are you talking about, like? Like I was gigging in Listowel the other night. I'm gigging in Cork next week. You're supposed to be a comedian. Get on the fucking road, motherfucker. Yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like this, I, know, I just do don't see, for me personally, and now I've made loads of friends up here in the comedy, it, I don't see. Any, but yeah, there definitely is for people. I don't know what the blockage is. I don't know what it is either because I mean, I'm doing Galway. I was in Kildare recently. I was in Leash recently. And they're great crack. They, I, and But it's nearly like I'm a wee novelty. They'd be like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, oh it's, my God, it's, I'm the, like, it's the same. It's the same for me. Yeah, it's the same for me when I come up and it's, there's an appreciation because people are like, jeez, he came all the way up. But it's, look, it's the same with everybody in their town. Anybody in Dublin, they think, they, like, I gave an example the other day there was a, a person who I know from Dublin and were set, they were basically talking about myself and Owen Colgan who have a new podcast coming out and they were going, sh- like, you're from the same old spot. I went, same spot? He's from fucking Mayo. Yeah. I'm from South Tipperary. Like, there's... we co- There's almost not... A, yeah, it's really actually difficult to get to either person's house. But we're talking the guts of 300 kilometres, like. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like... Uh, yeah, no, that pale is all you're worried about. Like, you know, and that... And everybody's the same. Cork is the same. If you go beyond the fucking Dunkettle Roundabout in Cork... Oh! <gasps> what are you going up there for? Safari. You know, you're, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. You go, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, 
it's it's not that far. I don't know. I don't. I personally, I don't see any, see any borders or any fucking distance. It's like whatever. But there definitely is for people. If see, you, I I don't. But that's because like I, when I used to do gigs, I talked to the road because I was doing gigs in Australia, where people don't bat an eyelid at five yeah. hours, and Canada as well. Are well, you getting an Ottawa? Six I, hours maybe away. that's all it is. Is what? that pe- people's distance of driving? They yeah. f- they lose the tits. Like you know but what I mean. The great thing is, I mean, you've nowadays we have. Spotify and podcasts and yeah. you can fill the six hours not a bother oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. next week I'm looking forward to it it's I funny isn't it yeah yeah when you have a couple of good ones lined up you're like that could be an alright drive now yeah because be right number one it's, I know it's going to be a good gig it's in a great venue and uh, one of the lads I used to play football with in New Zealand lives in Limerick stop so that'd I'm, be great I'm sleeping in his spare room going, great. Out, going out for the pints in Limerick oh, you'll have a good night in Limerick confusing right. everybody yeah. with the accent you yeah. probably won't like Limerick is quite uh, like you want to hear their fucking accent <laughs> I, did, I, I, I played I actually played football with a Limerick man, oh, man. In, in New Zealand and it was fantastic it's uh yeah my seven getters are there coincidentally on Tuesday night yes I um, saw that uh, but it's it's I, I, yeah I mean the, you'll find like Limerick is a great spot it's a fucking fantastic city but again if you're you're probably doing what I'm doing and that just I don't I don't get the the divide thing. I, or is there, there isn't a divide. I think it's just personal preference and getting on the road. That's all. I, I mean, I really like getting myself down the south anyway because when I do gigs, I can get down there and I just rip the fuck out of it. I love it. I love doing the northern thing and scaring the shite out of yeah. them and having a great bit of crack with them because, or, you know, even making them feel bad about themselves. It's like an alien. Yeah, you're I'm like, like remember us? Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Trust me, they don't. Yeah. They're uh, like, well, did, did I see you on RTE in uh, 1984? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. But um, no, one of the things you um, you mentioned there just in chatting, and I want you to explain this to the people on the podcast because me and you talked about this one night in Lavery's. People here in this part of the world, we don't say Armagh, we say South Armagh. Yeah. People in Tipperary also say South Tipperary. Well, up until two years ago, it was divided. Like Yes, it was. you had different license plates. There were two different license plates, two different county councils. Explain this about the, what, Apparently, or is Tipperary just massive? It, you know, it's a big fucking county. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably, I, I would say, one of the longest counties, you know what I mean? It touches, I, does it touch six other counties or something, six or seven other counties? Um, it t- tips landlocked, doesn't it? It is landlocked, yeah, it's the biggest inland county, but it's, it's... It's uh, it was owned. I think it was like the division was two brothers or something back in the day. It was some which way it was divided between two families or something, and it was South Riding, much like Devon and all these things. You oh, know, like okay, okay. so it was Tipperary South Riding and Tipperary North Riding. So it was landowners kind of thing. As landowners, yeah, yeah, and it just stayed. And I, I don't know, like they'd be like you meet people from North Tip, and it's it's a bit fucking madness in them bastards. Like I mean, we're mad enough in, in the south, and it's definitely it's not an imagination thing. People I've had on the podcast, like I had Dennis Leamy on the podcast a couple of months back, and Dennis played for Ireland, you know, sixty times. He's been all over the world, and he he met people who never have been to Tipperary. But the first thing they said is, "You're all mad bastards." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, they're de- but there's definitely a madness in the north. But since the two county councils in the last three years, uh, two or three years have amalgamated, and there's now just T. It was TN and TS. Yeah, that's what it was. Because I remember yeah. seeing, uh, that, I remember even being in a pub quiz, and that was a question. Was it? Yeah. What is the? It was uh, something about what's the only? I think it was the only county, wasn't it? Was, it? was yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's I mean, the only county with two registrations. And yeah. People were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know what? That's a trick question because for years Limerick had LK for county and L for city. Ah. Yeah, yeah, clever. yeah. Because uh, there was two different things. Like there was county and city. Yeah, and. I don't know. No, I can't remember any other county that did that. 
Yeah, and in, in tip as well because it's so massive as well. What, what's biggest town in tip as well? Tortoise? Uh, I'd say it's Clonmel. Clonmel's I'd biggest. say Clonmel. I, no, Tortoise wouldn't be far off. Because my, my family, uh, the uncle of mine, is a greyhound man. So he's in, obviously Clonmel's yeah, the spot yeah, in January. Yeah. So they're they're down there they have a couple of Irish cups out of it and stuff and oh have they oh yeah yeah and, uh, my in the race or the course uh, course right do you, so. you know Vinnie Jones is now the, the the president of the Clanmel Coursing Association of course he is of course he is like do you what? know what? <laughs> yeah it's, it's bizarre it's bizarre the fuck did that happen I, but because he loves that sh- kind of shite like you know what I mean he loves fucking like I think it must have been since I don't know, fucking snatch or something. Or even he didn't play a traveller in that. He played a traveller in. No, but he likes dogs. He loves he loves dogs. Um, but yeah, he, I, he was he was up in, maybe he's, he isn't anymore. But he definitely was up until recently. Vinny Jones was he'd be stuck in Clanmel for a month in around and organising it and all the, the rest. My cousin as well. Another cousin of mine comes home from Melbourne every year, Melbourne, Australia. Fuck. And goes to the course. He comes home after Christmas and he spends most of. I was like, so let me get this right. The worst month of the year you spend most of January in Ireland. He's like, fucking love it. Yeah. Home and he hunts and he fishes and he... And he... I suppose it would be splitting the fucking stones in Melbourne too. Like, you'd have enough. Like, oh, yeah. You know, roast. You know, you may as well come home, like, and... and fucking, yeah. And but, 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 but what I did when I was travelling was I just didn't do winter. I just moved hemisphere. I, I went from Australia to home and then I went from home to back to Australia and then when it got a bit cooler I went to Canada and it was hot there Yeah. and when it cooled down there I went to New Zealand I just kept bouncing just keeping away just running away from the cold weather just keeping away from, and then the first year I was home I was labouring for the brother he's a brickie yeah. and, and I, I did like a, a winter on the site and I oh my god you finally bought a coach you fucking cheap bastard it was horrible. that's it you were running away from buying coats it's all that's wrong with I you know, all that long haul flying economically yeah. terrible <laughs> but uh but I mean that's what you did before you did comedy full time yeah I was civil engineer yeah. civil engineer yeah yeah you civil, so, civil engineer no I wasn't you were a civil engineer psychopath yeah absolute psychopath I put up a picture there recently it was like a 10 year throwback or whatever and I think it was and I actually looked older in my old passport thing. it was maybe 12 years ago and people were going how the fuck do you look like such a psychopath it's on my Instagram from maybe a couple of weeks ago and I put up a side by side of me now me and now and people were going I had a big fucking block of a head too I was playing rugby at the time and I just I look so furious about everything. Everything. Everything had to be built yesterday, and you were all tick cunts. Everybody was a tick cunt. Mark the fuck. See, you know? we we used to actually like it when I was helping the brother. We used to really like it when the engineer was a culture like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some fucking needs it from like Black Rock with a an iPad in his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. You were wasting your time, like. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, can you work? And then you'd be like, this this brickwork doesn't match the plan. Doesn't match the fucking. Oh, we're building the skin, and the guy, we guys looking at you like, what? Yeah. Whereas you could chat with some boy from Monaghan. He's like, he'd right. Know, he'd know a measure tape. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. serve my time before I did this. Yeah. Give that tape. Well, that was there. it. I, I laboured on building sites for years before. Yeah. Before that. Like, all through school, it was, it was either farming or building sites. So you had a fair old grasp. And they both amalgamate a fair bit. Like, you know. But I was going to say, at least with the building site, the day ends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Farming, yeah. it does not. No, it does not end. But I mean, there's building shit as well on, far- on building, you know, on farms as well. So they, it's all one goes into the other, like, and you have to be a bit handy at everything, like, when you're in the shticks in the middle of nowhere you have to be able to throw your hand at something yeah which, so, I, which I'm not now are you not no the like the one of the brothers drives a lorry the other boy can, he's MacGyver with machinery the younger brother's a builder I as my mother once said I don't have hands to bless myself so it's a good job I learned to talk hands for tits that's the hands thing for tits, hands for tits hands for tits yeah yeah <laughs> but um no I mean I would I would be useful in the if something needed knocked down 
Oh yeah, yeah, demo, yeah, I'm yeah, a, yeah. I'm a demo man, or lift that, no problem. Well, I mean, but, I, I was uh, never, I was never tasty at doing it. Yeah, I would, but I could throw my hand at it some bit. Like the brother and I was much tastier, but then he'd take a long time to do a thing. Whereas I, I have no problem pride wise and bringing in a man who knows how to fucking do it and yeah. point at him. But I tell him exactly how it should be done. <laughs> no, I'd have worked that much out. Yeah, because we we've had that before. I remember a brilliant argument on a site one time. The fella came up to my brother and we just done a, a jack wall in the middle of a building. Yeah, and we. were did the lot of favour we stayed out there was lashing rain we are like let's just get this up to fuck and we got it done the bike came over and he says you wouldn't fucking put that up in a farmer's shed and one of the other brickings popped his head over the wall and he goes boy from Kilkeely went I'm a farmer let's do my shed alright <laughs> <laughs> so yet again another engineer and you fuck up <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, do you ever think when you started was was that a place to get material from because surely the people you met yeah. I, know, I know the people I met were some of them were I don't know what asylum we got them from but there were some oh, of the lads on here, like some of the, like, but some of the things I've actually been making a collection of them together and I'm only really I think ready now to do them justice and this has taken me 10 years to properly do some of these these lads justice because they were just comedy fucking gold like yeah, like there was a guy I worked with he worked in a, he drove a digger Deke was his name and he was just he was just straight out of the ground this fucker like the things he used to come out of, of his mouth you would not say them on death row like yeah you know what I mean and it's you couldn't say as I stood on stage the very first time I could not say what he said because people would just be horrified but now I've found a way of making him funny I think I know him uh, yeah <laughs> just an, an animal the stuff he used to fucking say like but also it gives you a good understanding of who's in the audience you know what I mean like so actually working in the real world like lads that have come straight from arts college straight into stand up and stuff and they just get flabbergasted at hosting, we'll say, or talking. Because, but when you you have a fair old grasp of what your average blue collar bloke does, yeah. or blue collar woman does, yeah, you'll be all right. Like you know what yeah. I mean. So it does more than anything. Kind of gives you a good grasp. You know how to talk to these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they quickly realise, oh, you're blue collar just like me. You yeah. know, and that, that's an easy going thing. Like you know, um, and I, if it's a ter- term of endearment, I suppose it's just we're all in it together. Like so, you've a role, I've a role. Let's all fucking get on together. Like you know. I sort of had this philosophy of stand-up and I was like, your number one job, and well, number one job is people have had a hard week and people do work hard. Yeah. And look, I have a real job, but when there's weeks where I'm just doing stand-up, it's nice to, it's it's a good job. It's definitely a better job than some I've had. Oh, and yeah. I don't have to get mucky and sweaty. I'm not up at half five in the morning. I'm not on the, the in Free. the van, the Dublin, with oh, four lads that stink a shite because yeah. I've been out in the pints the night before. Yeah. So my main thing is people have had a hard week. Get up there and convince them that your week's worse than theirs, so they feel better about themselves. You need to make, yeah, you need to make them, um, you need to put, put them at ease too, that they're going to be, you're in control of this, don't worry. Yeah. You'll be all right, lads. Yeah, relax. It's back. The it's like, you know what I mean? Over. I'm not saying, I'm not putting it down to be, you know, as professional as a physio or whatever, but if you went, went in there and he was going, you know, Dr. Nick behind you going, mm, I went to that point, you know? Yeah. Which is, so it should be, you should be, yes, I get you're doing it for yourself, but there should be an, a lot of it, at least portray that you're doing it for the people in the audience. But that's the mistake I think a lot of comedians are doing. Um, if you know, if it's a mistake, I don't know. But they're kind of getting up there. It's nearly therapy for them to a degree, yeah. and it comes across, and that just weirds the fuck out of your average Joe or Josephine. They're like, "Hey, man, just fucking, just make me laugh, will you?" Because they want to be made. You know, yeah. they made the decision. Very few people make a decision to come I've in and made be critical. A point to be here. Yeah, come on, just make me laugh. I know you. You're going through some shit. Yeah, but but I I've tried to turn it to a certain way where I'm. I definitely want to hear. I, I definitely want to tell you about the time it was a disaster. 
Yeah, oh nobody, no, absolutely. nobody wants to hear about the time you're a fucking hero. Yeah, no, you never, you never. That's not funny. No, 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 no. There's like now you're bragging. I, yeah, but this is it. I like I used to, I, do, I do the maddest fucking part time job ever. I used to uh, help out a, a gang that owned a company that I used to teach people how to drive supercars. Yeah, and people used to ask me, "Why don't you talk about that on stage?" I says, "Tell me at what point I can enter into a conversation." Go, do you know when you're driving a Ferrari? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's no upside to it. I've told, like, I have one or two funny stories from it, but I mean, it was a fairly, you know, nondescript job to a certain degree. It was actually really good in that you got met loads of people, <coughs> excuse me, in the same environment. So you could tell who, you know, you could, you got, it was almost like a science test. The, the, the one, the one constant was the fast car that you were yeah. sitting in. So you got, people told you fucking life stories because they were full of adrenaline. So it was interesting from that point of view. And you, I met a lot of interesting people, but there was, there was very little you could ex- extrapolate to bring on stage um, because you got to convince people that it's not that great, lads, to be driving around a Lamborghini. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning heading to Galway at 180 miles an hour. It's not that good crack. Yeah. Like, it's fucking class. Yeah. Hear you me know, out, boys. Hear you know, out. hear me out. I swear to God, I'll get to the bad bit. Do you know what I mean? It's There's, a hard sell. It's a hard sell. So that's what I'm saying is that's just... Just uh, reiterating what you're saying is that there's no you can't sell the good stuff like you can't turn around and there's but there's tiny things too like I remember a lad uh, I knew a guy he was in fucking ridiculously good shape when he started comedy Brown's same mad into the gym and he'd good he had good stuff he'd very good stuff very nice affable guy but good looking as fuck ripped to shreds and you could see it through every shirt he was wearing and he could not he couldn't fucking dig a laugh out of people and you knew why. Nobody cares about his problems. Nobody cares about the gorgeous wealth. And this guy yeah. was putting his own... He, he met, like, he had a lot of fucking mental issues, like. But he, they couldn't get over the fact that you're fucking gorgeous, you dress well, and you're in ridiculously good shape. Man, that is not putting me in, good, in a good mood. Yeah. So there, there's, a, there's tiny things like that. Now, I'm sure if you pushed on and got to a certain level, people would go, I'm not even seeing that anymore. God, I, think, I feel like you could do an entire podcast on the psychology of stand-up. Oh, yeah, man. There's Listen, through, that, yeah. through the whole panto... They allowed me uh, a lot of, uh, I suppose, what would you say, flexibility. And it's gotten better and better every year. They've got, this year is written in-house, and one of the acts, the lead act who's been in every year, his wife wrote it. So she was like, when it comes to the Tom bit, if you know of a funnier way of doing it, absolutely doing it. And the director was totally cool with that too. So she was, I didn't realise I thought about all these fucking things about comedy okay. and, the, and the science that's behind it. Like the rule of three. But don't, but don't, but don't. If you go to rule of four, it better be fucking unbelievable yeah. what you're dropping. And a lot of times there was four and five written into the script. I went, we don't, it ain't, we can't. Yeah. I let me just drag out, drag yeah. it out. Over Two setups, one release. Yeah. And that was the thing. She, the, the director kept on coming to going, fuck, I never thought. I went, I know. I never thought I thought about it either. But because you're doing the live performance, there are certain things you, and you can't give away the fucking funny word either. It's like, um, uh, don't, don't use a word from your punchline in your setup exactly like there was a great bit uh, and he was, he was almost giving an example you know um, what's his fucking name he's got that really annoying voice is it Jeffrey what's his fuck he's a Jewish guy and he's a, he did he did the, the he told that that unbelievable story of the aristocrats you know the, the family of oh, um, that horrendous story Gilbert Godfrey Gilbert Godfrey and yeah. he had a great example of not giving it away I he said like so and I'm I'm gonna butcher this now but the, this is to paraphrase so there's a there's a grill out and there's a there's a lion out in the Serengeti gnawing away in a dead carcass out of nowhere a gorilla comes bullying past bass, funny bastard gorilla as he's passing 
sticks his dick right in the arse of the fucking lion. Goes fucking running. Running like fuck, right? Running like fuck. Runs into a thicket of trees. Finds a clearing where there's a campsite. Everybody's gone. So you're like, fuck, the lion's got to come after you, right? Lion comes bulleting in. Your man finds a jacket, puts it on, he puts a hat on his head and picks up the newspaper and starts reading it. Now, what I've just done is I've just actually fucked myself there, but I'll explain how. Okay. He picks up the New York Times. Right. right. And starts reading and keeps his head behind it. The lion comes tearing in going, what the, what the, what, what, hey, hey, sorry. H- have you seen a gorilla come through here? And the gorilla can't help himself from behind him. The, the, the New York Times, he says, what, you mean the one that fucked the lion in the ass? Ah, oh, fuck me. It's not in the paper already, is it? Oh, so the giveaway there is it has to be the New York Times you say I yeah. fucked it I, like okay. I said I was going to butcher it Okay. so the newspaper in the paper is the is the punchline the whole thing and there's a bunch more like he actually littered that with punchlines so he raped him out yeah. in the Serengeti and then when he comes in he goes you mean the one that fucked so the word fuck shouldn't be given away either at yeah. the beginning so there's so many intricacies to it and it's only from gigging flat out that my brain goes, don't give away the funny line there, the funny word there. How, how many years are you in there? <coughs> ten. I'm, I'm, this is my tenth year. Is it? Coming up like next week. Right, yeah, yeah. This is year ten. Um, uh, one of the things I want to say before we go, and something that terrified me, I, um, when I was out in Australia last year, I did a gig with Steve Hughes. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. really lovely man. He used to live in Ballinasloe. Did he? Fun fact, Steve Hughes lived in Ballinasloe. Right. He was like, he was like, yeah, my Irish might uh, big into the horses. And we, I was like, fuck, Ballinasloe's the spot for you, mate. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Horse trade. But anyway, I was saying to him, I was saying, oh, it must be great when you can just get up and you, you get to that point. And I was just like, I mean, fuck me. I was like, like, when's the last time you died? And he went, I die all the time. Yeah. And I went, <clears throat> please don't tell me that. Yeah. Because he's been doing comedy for 30 years or something. I was like, don't be telling me. You, is there not, I was so, is, is there never a point where you get past, he goes, you never get past dying. No, you don't. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you don't. Of course you don't. Like, I don't know am I going to die in my hoop here tonight. I know, like, but you know I, know what I mean? there's always the hope. You know what I mean? Because I... But the same point, a good death keeps you honest, as horrible as that sounds. That's the beauty of it. Like, yeah. I mean, you cannot yeah. run away with yourself. No, I mean, you get to a point where you... And the really big ones will say... Now, his depiction of a fucking death, too, could be something different. Like, right, right. Do you know? And not... But you see, it's all about perception. Like, if... And, and big comedians often won't admit it but the likes of Bill Burr will admit it um, I think like Louis C.K. admitted it he goes man I can say shit now that isn't a fucking patch on the stuff I was saying when I was starting out in the first five, six, seven years but because I had to work so fucking hard now I'm doing shows to people that love me so if I scratch my stones like Bill Burr in his last special this is a perfect example of how the masses will fucking wait for you if they love you he had an open he had a bit in the middle where he went he was changing tack no segue nothing just came to a stop in whatever subject he was talking about he went do you know what's funny about sexual abuse and then paused let the audience have it then walked slowly over to his bottle of water took the bottle of water I mean that's a dreadful thing to say those words put together but because the audience knew it's Bill Burr they were he took a good 15 seconds to start talking again but he left them all have that because he can now you could you don't get 1.5 seconds with a line like that you're not in a that. setting like here because these yeah. people haven't come because they're huge Tom O'Mahony fans you know what I mean they're fans of the fucking whatever the, the, the club here tonight but that's the difference like you get you're opening for Far- Farmer Michael they're all his fans him and Kathleen's fans oh I don't waste any time on that but, tour but you know what I mean but you put you drop them into a comedy club where nobody knows them yeah they won't get the concept at all so it's almost in that same thing like if I turned around tonight and 10 minutes in I went do you know what's funny about sexual abuse imagine 
Maybe at that window. Imagine. <laughs> but just people wouldn't know what to do at the moment because they don't they, they don't know me well enough to trust. Yeah. But with Bill Burr, it was there was a, an arena, seven thousand people who all fucking love it. So they were going, I'll give you ten minutes to tell us why it's funny. Because we guarantee you've worked out a good way of making yeah, it funny. He's gonna he's you gonna bring I mean? me back around again. So, so I mean Steve's unless Steve is going places too that a lot of people haven't heard of him anymore. Do you know? Because staying relevant is everything like. So maybe he is dying, but maybe his version of dying ain't fucking really dying, dying. Like, yeah, you know? well, you know what? That's a very good point. But, uh, right, Tom, there's people at this door. So I can see him, yeah. There's actually a queue outside. That's fucking lovely. That's what we want, isn't that's it? That's what we want. See, chocolate at the middle. That's we don't want them coming in too early. But before you go, do me a favour, plug all the socials, will you? Uh, yeah, Tom O'Mahony Comedy will find everything, really. Um, yeah, Tom, TomO'Mahony.com will find all the gigs that I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Cool. And your own podcast. Is Buckshot and a new one that'll be coming out, which is a bit more mental. It's called Harden Up from Owen Colgan and Tom O'Mahony and that's on your Spotify Google it's Podcast everywhere Apple. type it in and it'll show up not a problem Tom thank you very much for coming down early Did thanks you, Darren was your take good it was top notch take are you ready for the ready for the game I'm here? hot to trot I'm so psyched happy days right ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the podcast like share and subscribe and also uh, go on and give uh, Tom's bits and pieces a good follow as well because you'd be well entertained uh, this has been episode can't remember if it's 16 or 17 17 now? you said yeah 17 so we're going alright Good, good. So we'll keep motoring and uh, like the page guys, we've got a couple of bits coming up which I will tell you on the next podcast just to keep you coming back. Same bad time, same bad channel. It'll be like the A team. They'll all be alive at the end of the episode, don't worry. <laughs> right, Tom, say goodbyes. Goodbye. See you guys.